Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. All right. Oh my gosh. I hope you are loving these 12 days of gifts. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely listen in to the other episodes. Basically, what we are doing is we are celebrating having hit 300 episodes on the Plan Simple podcast and celebrating what is my favorite time of year because, as you might have gathered, I love planning. And I've always kind of been a planner. Although I would say I've always been more of a dreamer than a planner because I would have all these huge dreams and I wouldn't necessarily know how to move toward them. And over the years, I've figured that out. That's what became the flow planning method. And it's worked for lots of other people too. It's so fun to really be able to dive into this material these days and flow 365 and watch what just is created in other people's lives. It's really unbelievable. So cool. I'll tell you a quick story. So a few years ago, um, Becky joined Flow 365. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic and her, a trip had been canceled. So she sort of reallotted the money that was meant for a trip and did it in Flow 365. And her vision was to her vision was to declutter, really. It was to clean out all these bins that had collected in her basement so she could really use the space. She had other goals too, but I feel like that was her main one. And she didn't, she wasn't, she didn't really have any around work. She's works in the school system and she just didn't have that. That wasn't where she was yet when she joined Flow 365. And what was so cool is that as she went into motion and was supported in her goals, I mean, it was like the fastest thing ever, y'all. I can, it's hard to even fathom how quick this all happened. But she very quickly realized that she wanted to create this body of work. She wanted to publish books. And I think she's published her third personal book and her fifth, if you count, two collections she's been in, um, in like a year and a half or a year. I mean, it's really unbelievable. And it happened so fast. It was like one day she said she was doing it and the next day the book was done and none of us could really believe it. And it really was the power of intention. And it's so fun to watch that happen. And for me, this time between, I would say, the winter solstice, which is when we started these 12 days of gifts, and probably mid-January. So I really use these tools. I start with them, but I, I really allow myself to land in the new year past the first. So you're getting all these tools, you're hearing about them, but please know if you're making space for them closer to the new year and into the new year, new year that's absolutely 100% great. In fact, you could probably use them in July and it would be fine. So that's why we're doing these gifts right now is because we're celebrating, because I love this time of year, and because I do believe that when we can really get grounded and listen to what our soul wants to bring into the world um, and we make a plan, 
really magic happens. And that's what I keep watching happen in Flow 365. It's what I've watched happen in my own life. And it's what I would love to happen for you. So today we are bringing in something. I had to start this one off really inspirationally because today we are bringing in someone for whom is an expert in a subject that you may not love. And the reason I'm bringing her in right now is because I know that the end of the year can be really stressful financially. I also know that it's when we start to think about and dread tax season. And I know this because every year in Flow 365, when we do our taxes, is comes up a lot on the Monday calls. And for many, it comes up for multiple weeks. And I've just noticed it's a huge weight. It's a huge burden in people's lives. Um, it has been in mine as well. I feel like that's something that, you know, it will. I'll keep spiraling up. Um, but it is something that I did experience a couple years back that when I was able to commit to just doing them, they weren't as hard as my brain was making them. So it's one of those things that I think we just we make so complicated because it feels like it's going to be so hard and maybe we don't know all the things that we're needing to know to make them feel easier. And that's why I wanted our our talk on today. So this talk is with the amazing Lusandra Everett. She gave it at camp last July. And I've been holding on to it because many people bought camp and I wanted everyone to feel like that was what they got. And now it's been enough time. And I know it's a really great time of year to take what she taught and put it on your year on a wall. So on the last episode, I talked you through what I think are the first three steps to this year on a wall project. And if finances, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if finances are something that you really want to get a handle it on, if money is something that you really want to feel more comfortable with in 2022 or whatever year you're listening to this in, then I would highly recommend listening to this talk and putting the dates that Lusandra recommends onto your year and really planning for it. So I first heard this content in July. I've tried to um, put, you know, stack the pieces in over the course of the last six months. I almost have them all in. Though that said, it's definitely a practice. I am not the most comfortable person with money. And so it's been a practice to really love to do this in the way that Lusandra, um, she's just so enthusiastic. So she makes you want to love doing it. There's an amazing printable that goes with this that will um, give you all the dates that would need to go into a calendar. And for me, this just feels like a fresh start. If I get all these dates in now, and I really commit to the mindset work that it's going to take to show up to them, I just feel like by the time next year hits, I'm going to be a whole different person. So that said, this is really about feeling great about your taxes when you're going to do them next year. So if you're wanting to feel great about doing them this year, I just don't want this to make you feel bad about the time that's coming up. You could definitely commit to some time. One thing you could do is in your year at a glance in January, um, also add the date of really figuring out your taxes for 2021, right? Like, so even if you haven't done all the things that Lusandra is saying, 
um, for this past year, you can get them in for next year and you can still make some extra time in January um, to be on time with your taxes and to get them done in advance and not let your brain tell you how hard they are and, and drag it out even farther. I think what I see most in Flow 365 is how much we drag this out. Now, one of the things we're actually doing in Flow 365 in January is we are having um, a weekend that's going to be tax weekend where we're actually going to just support each other in doing this work and really co-work doing it so that it's just done and see if doing it in community feels better. Like we're going to be all be doing our own work, right? Because everyone's tax things that they need to do for taxes are different, but we're going to make the space to do it um, and to feel like we've really moved toward it. And then if anyone gets stuck, it's usually, I'm not somebody who can talk about getting stuck on the actual tax piece, but what I find is it's actually usually more emotional and I can certainly coach through that. So that's what we'll be doing in January. So again, this is about your year on a wall and putting in some dates with yourself that are going to make next year's taxes feel easy and doable and dare I even say fun. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Lusandra on the podcast. Yeah. So I want to talk about five financial appointments you need to set with yourself and as a business owner. Okay. Um, and like I said, I get that, you know, you just want to go just push it all away and not look at it. And I do have clients like that, but I just get the hook and bring you back on into the table because you need to be able to know that what's in your tax return reflects what's happening in your life. Because as well as you may try to, um, to interview and all of that, people are still shady. People with credentials are shady. People without credentials are shady. So you still have to know what is in there so that you are comfortable. Okay, so why does she come get me? Say, hey, invite me to talk to you all. So first of all, I am an enrolled agent. And what that means is I am federally licensed by the IRS to prepare taxes, taxes nationwide and also represent you in dealing with tax problems. So that means that if you're done talking to the IRS, you give me a power of attorney and they only talk to me and you only talk to me. So that's what um, an enrolled agent is. And I am the home business tax lady. I am the owner of Everett Tax Solutions, which is a virtual tax, tax preparation and representation firm. I'm an army wife. I got two athletes. One of them is on his way to college. So that's going to be a nice check, right? Wow. Uh, and I have an eighth grader and I specialize in home and small business because this is the industry I come from. You know, a lot of women have, we invented home business. Can I just say that? We invented home business. I'm going to need for you all to know that. This is, this is why women, we rock because we are resourceful and we come up with some good stuff, okay? That. Real estate, real estate is one of those industries that was a mom industry. See how many men are in real estate now? But that was a mom industry. Even in like network marketing, MLM, those were mom industries, okay? Yeah. So then we got into make some money, then guys were like, oh, we should go over there and check it out. Go figure. Okay, so in our agenda, we're going to be talking about budget. We're going to be talking about revenue. 
expenses, budget versus actual, what that really means, overall financial performance. And then I'll tell you the bonus when we get there. But those are the five appointments you need to set with yourself. So let's talk about it. So budget, what do I plan to earn and spend? That's what a budget is. Okay, it is an estimate of your revenue and expenses over a period of time. It's an estimate. That's it. And so when you think about your household, you look, you look at, okay, we're going to, it's summertime. So that, you know, $400 grocery bill is probably going to go to $600 now because you've got hungry people at home and they don't use their at school um, appetite, right? That at-home appetite just doubles that, okay? So that's all it is. It's just an estimate. And then the budget itself, and especially when it comes down to the expenses, is you directing your dollars. Dave Ramsey said a budget is you telling your money where to go versus wondering where it went. I love that definition because it's you just assigning dollars. And that's something that you should set on an annual basis, but review it monthly. Interesting. So you're looking at, you looking at, okay, January, we're planning to make this much and, you know, really um, taking a look at like what your expenditures are going to be for the year. Some things are going to be annual. Some things are going to be monthly. So, but it's just a written plan. That's all the budget is. So when you see this sheet that's got these list of numbers called the budget, it's just an estimate. It's not. Can safe. I ask, can I ask you a question about, sure. so, cause Shay is going to come on and actually help everyone build a budget today, mm-hmm. which is awesome, which I'm so excited about. Um, and uh, I think we're going to focus on a personal budget. So mm-hmm. for all those small business owners here, how do you differentiate that in your head? Cause I feel like a lot of like books don't like, it's always like, this is the money coming in from your paycheck. And like, this is your personal budget, but like, do you budget separately for your business and your home? Absolutely. Because in your business budget, you're going to be thinking about how much money am I going to make profit? Right. Right. So that profit is what's going to go to your house. And so when, when you make your personal budget, Okay, but where's your money going to come from? If it's coming from your business, you need to know how much money you got, you're planning to come from your business. Right. Right. So yes, it's two separate things, but it's the same idea. Just like you budget for your groceries, your rent and all of that, you budget the same way in your business for your business tools. If you have a commercial space, um, whatever tools you need, whether it's email marketing tools, software, you know, all of those things, taxes and licenses. And we're talking about, you know, just the, from, from the state, just being able to operate. So all of those things. And then you're reviewing that budget at the beginning of every month saying, okay, this is the plan for the month. So that it's fresh in your mind when you're going through every month to say, okay, it's like, is reviewing the plan every month. That's all this is. Okay. All right. Next is revenue. Revenue, you're simply asking yourself, how much money am I making? 
that's your sales coming in. And, you know, it's also called your business's gross income. So when you hear gross income, we're just talking about how much money is coming in. That's it. We're not looking at what's going out yet, but just what's coming in. But also, where is it coming from? So if you have different products, what's making you money? If you offer different services, what's making you money? It's important to know this because what happens is, is was we tend to look and just see that there's money coming in and we're just super excited that there's money coming in. But if you never really look to see exactly where that money is coming from, you don't know what product or service is really benefiting you and what's hurting you. Like, so you need to know what your moneymaker is. You know, you need to know what's not doing so well. And you may make a decision to not offer that product or service anymore. Right. So you got to know. And then it's looking at how often is the money coming? And this is when we look at the ebbs and flows in your business. Retail is one of the best examples of this, right? Because we know fourth quarter is retail boss out time, right? We got back to school, then we got Halloween, then you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas and all the holidays in there and New Year's, right? So that Q4 is when retail bosses completely out and makes all of their money because that's about the money spending its time. But Q1 is generally very quiet. So when you're looking at your revenue, when is the money really coming? When is it quiet? Because if you then, if you learn these things about your business, then you can budget your money better. So you, tax preparation is the same thing. Our Q1 is huge because that's when people are filing their taxes. And then Q2 and three is generally pretty quiet, right? Because everybody has filed their taxes for the most part, except for the people that have filed the extensions. So if I make the bulk of my money in the first quarter, I need to make sure that I manage my money so that come December, I'm not broke. So that's why it's important to know how often the money is coming and where your money is coming from and review your web, your revenue weekly. I know some people that do it daily. I mean, I don't know them personally. Okay, yes, I do. I look at my money every day. Uh, but just at least weekly so that you know what, you know, what you've done for the week. And Okay, then, so so I'm just going to clarify. So sure. you're doing the expense thing, you're doing one like every year, but then every month you're reviewing it. Right. This is the same thing. You're reviewing your revenue goals for the year, but then every week you're reviewing where you stand in it. Mm -hmm. Right? Is right. that true? Okay. Yep. So easy point. Okay. Right. Because you're keeping your finger on the pulse of the money. So if you didn't make any money this week, baby, you got work to do for next week. Right. Right. So you got to know. And I and feel like, get, can I, can we just talk yeah. one thing before you move sure. on to so those two first meetings, <laughs> those first two first meetings with yourself where you figure out the year. Mm -hmm. Those feel really big to me. Do you have they any are. recommendations for like what you, like how you, you just yes. spend a day and do them both together? Like, no, no. you do it. Cause it can be overwhelming. Yep. So with your budget, you know, if it's your first year in business, it's kind of hard to do. 
because you really are just guessing. But your second year in business, it gets a little better because you have historical data. Usually my budget setting includes alcohol. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I say that in jest, but really it's something for you to, you know, to take time and look at, okay, this is what happened last year. Let's, you know, look at, you know, and make projections for this year. And it really is something that you just take your time and do. It's not something that you really rush through Um, because you're also, if you're looking to grow, then you're looking at, okay, how much do I want to grow? You know, so I will use me as a prime example. When I did my budget last year, about October is when I started working on it. When I started working on my budget, I budgeted for, a 50% increase in business. That's not what happened, but that's what I budgeted for. So that gave me something to shoot for, right? So then as you go through this, you're looking and saying, okay, I was shooting for $2,000 for this week. That's my goal for this week, $2,000. You know what you're working towards. So that gives you it gives you a goal. And so budgeting. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. I'm, I want you to unpack that a little, but then I want you to get, have time for all these steps, but we yeah. unpack for one sec, like, because I feel like we do that a lot as entrepreneurs and, um, you know, I'm a big believer in that actually, because mm-hmm. what we do around here is a lot of goal setting. Um, and, but, but with money, I feel like it's an interesting thing. Cause it's like, when you see that you're not going to reach it, like we, we just sort of like energetically go back instead of keep moving toward it. So how do you make that? Like, how do you do that? So that it becomes like a motivational goal. Um, like, how do you choose that number? Do you know what I mean? Like of what that so, is that you're working toward. So how do you choose the number? You just choose the number. Like okay. you really have to ask yourself, what do you want? Yes. And, you know, and you talk about goal settings, you know, making sure that it's a realistic goal. And so there's nothing wrong with the goal. There may just be something wrong with the time. So when people are saying I didn't reach my goal, like there's nothing wrong with the goal, but there's something wrong with the time frame. You know what I mean? Because people want to go from zero to $5,000 a week. today. Like, that's not really realistic. But if you said to me, you want to go to $5,000 a week in a year. Okay. That's workable. Right. So for me, it's not changing the goal. If you want a seven figure business, go get your seven figure life, but just don't change the goal, change the time. Frame I love that. From, I love that. Is what I I, I tell and, people. And I can share something that I just recently got coached on for camp, actually. So I'm like so unbelievably passionate that all the content here is what every mother in the whole who's an entrepreneur and like the whole wide world needs. <laughs> like this is what I'm thinking. But also, everyone's a little zoomed out. It's summer. Mm-hmm. Like no one's quite seeing yet. Like that. Um, that the busyness is catching up on them and that there was parts of the slowness of the pandemic that they really liked, which all of this was responding to. 
So our signups were a little slow, like slower than usual. And we've run a bunch of these events. So like, I know what normal mm-hmm. is. And, um, and someone coached me and was like, you just need to make the container of creativity for 5,000 people. <laughs> you know, like, it's not about, it's not about necessarily the number it's about creating the container. And I see that with the money too. It's like creating the thing that's worth the amount of money that is this amount of money. And mm-hmm. then, and you, then you have to keep moving toward it, but like, you're yeah. just creating the container for it. So I love yeah. that. I love that strategy that you just, Ab- okay. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So revenue review it weekly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next expenses. Where is the money going? Where's yeah. it going? So the, the first picture I get, I don't know if you see this little gif, but it's this little girl and it looks like she's in the depression era and she's just throwing money out the window. <laughs> I promise you as entrepreneurs, we will do it. We will yeah. throw money at anything. <laughs> and I even had a boss once who said to me, there is a problem that will, there isn't a problem that won't solve itself if you throw enough money at it. That was one of the worst things that he could have ever said to me. Okay, no. So what is an expense? An expense is simply the cost required to run your business. That's it. How much does it cost to run your business? That's that's your expense. Now, one of the things that I'm also giving you is my um, tax workbook, and it's got a whole list of expenses. So you don't have to worry about what you can deduct, what you can't deduct. It's all going to be in there, okay? So just normally, you're for business, Anything that is ordinary and necessary to run your business is tax deductible. That's it. Ordinary and necessary. What does ordinary mean? Um, Other people in like businesses have the same kind of expenses. Necessary. So think about somebody that needs needs a, a business vehicle. Well, most of the people might have like, a Toyota or something, but here you go buying a Lamborghini. That doesn't meet the test of necessary when it comes to business expenses. You really don't need a Lamborghini, right? So that's how the IRS looks at it. But it's what is the cost of running your business? And you have to ask yourself and your numbers will tell you how much money am I spending? Where is it going? Like, what are you really spending your money on? And then how often do you have to pay certain bills, right? Because we have some things that are monthly, some things that are annually there, you know, so you have to, you got to know these things. And so you're reviewing your bills to see, okay, you know what? I'm really bill heavy the first half of the month versus the last half of the month. Right. So we're getting back to that whole cash flow thing. Cash flow is the rate at which money is coming in and going out of your business. If you've got money coming in faster than it's going out, then that's positive cash flow. If you've got money going out faster than it's coming in, that's negative cash flow. And then if you keep up with the negative cash flow, you are going to have no cash flow and no business. Okay. So we all have positive and negative cash flow months. Nobody likes a negative cash flow month, but it's just business. It happens, right? But when you have those positive cash flow months, 
That's why you're looking at over time so that you can budget your money so that you can cover those negative cash flow months. But you got to know how much you're spending, how often you're spending, and who are you spending it to? Because are you getting a return on that investment? Okay, if you're paying for email marketing, but you're not emailing your list, that's a waste of money. Right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. And right. And then we keep it and are like, one day we'll do this thing. And then one we're day like, we're going to do um, it. I have right? a question. Will you tell us in that lineup, the only like very specific question I have besides the fact are can colorful t-shirts be deductible? But anyway, um, but is paying yourself because I think that's a big thing for women. Okay. So paying yourself depends on the business structure that you have. If you're a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, you're just writing yourself a check. And I really do recommend writing a check, having a paper trail for your business. That's just the, the way that the IRS works. The IRS is still very antiquated. So even though you might not write another check in your life, write a check from your business to yourself, okay? If you have an S-corp or a corporation, then you have to be on payroll. And that's when you're issuing yourself a W-2 and filing employment tax returns and all of that. But the one thing that we also do as women and because we have been societally trained this way is we get the last of everything. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking when you said the negative months, I was like, no woman is paying herself that month. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not for that, <laughs> right? I mean, we get it. You know, as business owners, there are some days, there are some times when we don't pay ourselves because we got to run the business, right? But if you're not paying yourself because you don't feel worthy to be paid, that's the problem. Because we were taught to be humble. Don't ask for a whole lot. Don't need a whole lot. You just need just enough. No. If you want enough money to go buy Jimmy Choo's every month, then go make your money to buy Jimmy Choo's every month. You want what you want and it's okay. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever your desires are for your money, for your life, it's okay. I don't care if you want to go buy half of a Texas. If that's your dream, go do what you do. Okay. Because if you look at Jeff Bezos right now, Jeff Bezos started out in a garage with, um, with some books online and now he's conquered the entire earth. And so now he's going to space. Did anybody <laughs> tell him to not dream so big? Did anybody tell no. him to not dream big? then why do we have to dream small? Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I really like to be the old rich lady that you, you know, the old crotchety rich lady that you see in the movies. Why is the rich lady in the movies this old, yeah, right? Whenever you see the, that the old rich lady, she's usually not a very pleasant person. I would think like if you're Mackenzie Bezos right now, she done got remarried. She's pretty cool. You know what I mean? So, it, and, but it's, it's the, the representation. It's the vision 
that was cast to say, if you're rich, you're going to be some lonely, miserable old lady. I'd like to just find out for myself. Because I'd yeah. much, much rather be miserable and rich than miserable and broke. And we are going to be talking, we are going to be talking on the motherhood day about this whole idea of how we can have both things and how that just wasn't the story that was written for us. Cause we totally can. Every speaker here has proven this. And so, so when it comes down to your expenses, you're looking at those and making sure they're worth your investment, right? If you're paying for a particular tool or particular software, what, how are you making money with it? And if you're not making money with it, get rid of it. You don't need to yeah. spend your money on it. That's it. And okay? how often do we do this exercise? And we review expenses monthly. Okay. And so and when you say monthly, do you recommend separating out the two because we already are doing something else monthly? Is it, it worth one on, sitting? It, it, it depends on you, the person. Okay. So if you're saying, okay, I can really just look at income today. I'll look at expenses tomorrow. Right. There are some people that can do it all in one fell swoop. It just really depends on how detailed you want to get into it. Yep. And so, you know, and to do each one individually at first, it is time consuming because you are getting used to that process. But once you get it going, it only takes a few minutes. Because okay. you start to know your business. And when something's out of whack, you know exactly where to go and look. Got it. Okay. So, yep. Review your expenses monthly. Oh, and here's the other thing. We are very used to automatic draft. To where we don't even see the money going out. That is why this is also important. Because we're not writing, we're not physically writing the checks that we the way that we used to. We're also not physically going to pay a certain bill like we used to. They just make it so easy for you. But in making it easy for you, it also makes it invisible for you. So that's why it's important to go through and really review those expenses. Okay. All right. The next thing is budget versus actual. Did my plan go according to plan? That's what you're asking yourself. So where the budget is the estimate that we created, you know, at the beginning of the year, we estimated how much money we're going to make. We estimated how much we're going to spend every month, right? Actual is what you actually did. Okay. So if you budgeted to make $10,000, but you made $5,000, Budget versus actual. If you budgeted to spend, you know, $200 for something and you wound up spending $500, budget versus actual. And so you're looking at this line by line and asking yourself, were you above, were you below, were you right on target? But the most important thing in this is asking why. If I budgeted $200 for advertising and I spent $500, why? Did I not expect it to cost as much? Or why do we wind up having to spend this money? What am I getting? But also, what was the return on that? Did I get an increase in revenue on that additional $300 that I spent? Right? So you got to ask yourself, why? 
in all this. So it's not just looking and saying, oh, those numbers are, you know, higher or lower than the previous year. It's why, why is, why are these numbers the way they are? And that's going to cause you to think a little bit, right? And you're going to review that monthly. You're going to review it quarterly and also annually. Why? Well, because monthly you're looking and you're saying, okay, this is what I did this month. This is what I plan to do. Quarterly, you're looking at three um, months at a time, right? So you might find that you're spending more in February and not as much as January and March. Yes. Right? So that's quarterly. And then annually, you're looking, okay, maybe second quarter is my really expensive time in life or where I make most of my money versus quarters one, three, and four. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, you're down in the weeds and then you're getting the bird's eye view. Okay. Monthly is down in the weeds. Quarterly is kind of in the tree. Annually is big picture. Okay. And so by doing those things, you always have your finger on the pulse of your business. Yeah. Okay. So you know what's going on. So when somebody comes to you and say, how much money did you make this month? You already know. There are so many business owners that don't know how much money they have made. Well, so much less than anything just, else. Yeah. And I was going to say that like, that was a big thing that came out of our, um, you know, because in, in, my, in my world, I'm just holding space for people to show up for what they need to show up for. <laughs> and in, in, in for three months this year, it had a lot to do with showing up for their money and their taxes. And what was very interesting was that once it got done, first of all, it never seemed like as big of a deal as, um, as they thought it would be. And so many people were um, pleasantly surprised by how much they made, which made me really kind of nervous because that means that they didn't know the whole time. So will you tell us a little bit like about like we just for anyone who who that happened to whether you were pleasantly surprised or actually like not like you weren't excited like you were like shoot I thought I made more. Mm-hmm. Like why does knowing each step help you? I mean besides the fact that obviously you could have more chance to change it but yeah and it helps you make intelligent decisions about your business. Yeah. And so it's not that you're just looking at your bank account and going, oh, I have money. Therefore, I must spend. Yeah. Or, oh, my God, I don't have any money. Not you're not realizing, OK, yeah, you don't have any money because this is this is your valley season. But your peak season is right around the corner. Right. right. So when you know that about your business, it helps you not only, you know, make good in, in good decisions about your business, but it also helps you keep helps keep you emotionally stable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because if anybody's going to freak out over money, it's going to be us. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because that's, that's just innately who we are. Right. Well, it's it's interesting because men and women are technically entrepreneurs and have this um, thing of fluctuation in their business. But the idea that there are seasons that are more fruitful and seasons that are, aren't is a very feminine concept. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that like that we can watch that play out for real. And like in the off months, 
perhaps just know that it's an off month and go be with our kids. Like yeah. we know it because we know in advance that it's like, it doesn't matter if we show up. So right. we can exactly. just do something different. Right. Yes. Because we could, and that's the great thing about us because we can find something else to do. I mean, if anybody's got, got another plan, it's us. So yeah. like if somebody, people are like, don't you get upset when somebody doesn't show up for an appointment? No. Cause I already got something else I got to do. I'm cool. That just says, Hey, you have given me another hour of my life back. I am cool with that. Thank you very much. I can go do something else. <laughs> All right. So. I'll let you keep going. <laughs> um, okay. Then lastly, financial performance, right? This is what we're talking about. And you're simply asking yourself, how am I doing? Okay. So in all of this, you're looking at what your annual budget is, how much you plan to make, how much you plan to spend. You're looking at your revenue weekly. You're looking at your expenses monthly or even twice a month, right? You're looking at your budget versus actual. All you're getting to is financial performance. This is really where we freak out. So the one thing I want to tell you about your financial performance is this is not personal. Your numbers are not a reflection of who you are as a person. Your numbers, your financial performance is a reflection of your impact in the marketplace and how you spend your money. That's it. It does not, your numbers do not reflect your capabilities. It does not determine if you are a success or a failure. The numbers just are. And so when someone, when a, when a woman business owner comes to me and it's like, oh my God, I didn't make any money. Okay. Well, I'm looking at your advertising. Your advertising number is low here. Where are you advertising? It's not her. It's just you just didn't advertise. So if you go spend more advertising dollars, that's going to affect your revenue, right? It's, I, you know, I spent, you know, $5,000 too much on education. Okay, so you just increased your skill set. That's going to allow you to charge more. So that's okay, right? And so our biggest fear is failure. Because society as a whole is already looking at us to fail. We know this. Our husbands are looking at to see if we're going to fail, right? We feel this. There are, some, there are a lot of women that have lots of great supportive husbands. But nine times out of ten, the husbands do not be, become supportive until they see a check. So when people come to me like, how do I get my husband on board? Honey, you got to go make money. You got to start writing checks and believe it. And, and I get women that come back to me like, oh my God, you were right. When, when, when your business starts paying for some stuff, that whole outlook changes. So your financial, your, your financial performance, you're reviewing that quarterly and you're reviewing it annually, right? You're looking at, Quarterly, you're looking at your profit because you're going to have to pay estimated taxes at some point, right? And then annually, 
how much money did I get to make this year? Right. At, at the end of the day, after we have cried the tears and, you know, beat ourselves over the head to make the sales and spent the money and all of that. How, what, what do I get to show for what I have done? And the financial performance piece is really emotional because we do take it personally, but it's not personal. It's a reflection of activity and impact. So if you don't have enough activity, you're not going to have enough impact. If you're not going to have enough impact, you're not going to make the sales. You don't make the sales. You don't make the money. It's not personal. You as a person have everything that you need to be successful. It just may be something you don't know. You just figure out what you don't know and go learn it. It doesn't mean that you are deficient as a person. That you. It doesn't mean that you can't do this. So when, when I tell you to go look at your numbers, you're not judging yourself. You're, you're just judging the numbers and then go from there. And so you might look at your revenue and go, I really don't like that. Let's go make more money next year. Okay, great. How are we going to do it? So those are the five appointments. And you know what? You know where all of that is? Bookkeeping. That's all this is. Bookkeeping. Here it is, a tax chick who's talking about bookkeeping, right? But when you keep these books, when you get to tax time and you make that appointment with your tax professional and you're like, how much do I owe? There is nothing that should be a surprise when you get to your tax professional. Absolutely nothing. I love this because it mimics so much. I went to design school and I like was taught by all these like old men who didn't know how to use technology at the time because, you know, computing was new. Mm-hmm. And um, they would just say like, go make this thing. And they'd fully expect for it to be like handed in like in Adobe or whatever was the thing at the time. And this reminds me of it because I feel like we get stuck a lot on like, what software should I use for bookkeeping? And like, do I need a bookkeeper? And like, we get lost in all these questions when what you're saying is all we need is these five appointments with ourselves and we can do it on paper or in an Excel spreadsheet or get one of these fancy apps. That doesn't matter. What matters is that we're showing up to our money on this, these regular occurrences. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Love software it. makes it nice. Hiring it out makes it extra nice. Okay. Because listen, especially for my creative people, because I do have creative clients, I need for y'all to let it go. Here's why. Because <laughs> I have so, my creative clients like, Lissandra, I just don't get it. Like, no, you don't. Because that's not how you think. That's not the part of the brain that you use. See, I'm looking behind you, Mia. You got your nice blue shirt on. You got your nice blue painting up there. there. And you see me, I'm very linear, right? Because that's just the different parts of the brains we use. And we need each other. A hundred percent. We need each other. I need people. Like I was telling you about, see the home biz tax lady? Isn't that cute right there? The home biz tax lady was not my idea. I have right. creative friends who helped me come up with the home business tax lady. 
Yes. This was not my idea. By the way, we're matching. Our like shirts that. are kind of matching. We have the same colors, blue, which I'm liking. Blue is the color of the day. All right. So below this video, people can get um, a, a tat, like the your your thing for taxes, right? You tell mm -hmm. me what it's called. Because see, yes, I'm a creative person. I've already forgotten the name. Yeah, it's it's just, a, it's a tax organizer. That's all yep. it is. And it's awesome. going to cover everything that you need. So, you know, it talks about, it has what you need for the home office deduction. It has what you need for the vehicle deduction. It has itemized deductions. It has everything in there. And for my creatives, take it one page at a time. That's all I need to do. One page, one block. That's it. Okay. Um, and I'm picking on creatives because every year my creative clients like, Lissandra, this is too much. Can you just tell me what changed from last year, dear? That's all I need for that. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but, but I say that it's just knowing that it's not if you're smart, it's how you're smart. Yes. yes. And you, my creative folks, y'all come up with some beautiful stuff, right? That I could like, people talk to me about graphics, like go to Canva, like, no, Canva yeah. is the fifth rung of hell for me. Yeah. Can I go to Excel spreadsheet? Can we do it there? Cause if not, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. So I, so I say that because I really want you to give yourself a break and whatever business that you're in, because your job is to operate in your genius because yep. you can make the money to pay whoever you need. I make the money to pay people to make me look pretty because I can't do that on my own. And that's what you need to do instead of talking about, you know, I can't afford a bookkeeper. I can't afford a tax professional. You need to ask yourself, how many sales do I need to make in order to afford this tax professional? How many sales do I need to make in order to afford this bookkeeper? Then that's you go and make that money. And just to clarify, because I got into this mistake myself, when you have a bookkeeper, it just makes those bigger appointments possibly and like the like doing of the things easier, but you still have to make those appointments with yourself to review the numbers, to be the one with the numbers, whatever, because I totally pushed that off too early. Like I pushed that off and didn't look at them. And that was a big mistake. So right. I'm just going to offer that out to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you didn't look at them because there was an, an inherent fear yes, of what you're going to see. 100%. And what you need to know is that the numbers that you see are not a reflection of you. Yes, which I now know very well. <laughs> yeah. And so anybody else, it's not a reflection of you because it's like you're, you know, you're this kid waiting for your report card and see if you got a C or a D or whatever. No, nobody's going to go and put you in a timeout because you didn't. Yeah. And I can well say, in a particular you know, area. We do a lot here around, you know, the idea of like a neutral circumstance and the thoughts that creates. And mm -hmm. so when money, when we think of money as like having, um, like being bad, that's actually just a thought we're having about some amount of money that's in our bank account. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the second we can separate that out, we realize that this thing is just neutral. It's just the way it is. And we can actually choose to think about it. We can think of it's bad. We can think of it as an opportunity to make more money. We can think of it as like, whatever, like we have so much leeway in how we can think about it. And usually when, when it's all wound up and we think of it as bad, it's actually really hard to be creative. It's really hard mm -hmm. to think of what it, you could even could do next, much less show up to all these dates that you're giving us. <laughs> right. And right? so now, so tax professional, 
You need to meet at least twice a year. Okay. Okay. Tax time and before the end of the year. Okay. Before the end of the year, because if you have, if you've had this boss out year and you're trying to reduce your taxable income, you might need to go do some stuff. You might need to go buy some stuff. But if you don't have your books in order, you never know. And is so that the bonus what, thing? So tax professional? Is that yes, that's the bonus. Yeah. That's the bonus one. This is the tax professional. So when yeah. you're reviewing your books and you're looking at your second quarter going, holy smokes, my income doubled. How much money do I need to pay in taxes? What do I need to do here? Do I need to, you know, then you can ask those questions and be proactive versus getting to the table at tax time going, holy smokes, I owe how much? Right. And so that's why I said by the time you getting prepared for taxes has nothing to do with taxes. Right. Nothing at all. So that when you get to the tax professional, there shouldn't be a number on there that is shocking to you. All right. Didn't Lucendra almost make taxes feel fun? I personally will show you a picture soon on Instagram. So pay attention over there in our stories with my calendar year on a wall view, and it has all the dates and I'm so excited. Now, that said, I just want to give you permission to do something a little bit differently. So yes, I went in and I put all five dates, all different five types of dates on my calendar because I've been thinking about and playing with all this for the past six months, because I first heard this talk in July, when I got to speak with Lusandra. So what I've done over the past six months is I stacked them. So that's another way to add this into your calendar, you could spend a year just doing like your monthly review right? You could spend a year just on the other side, taking in everything that happened at the end of the month. You could spend two months on each of the five um, and stack them over time. So there is no right or wrong way to do this. But there is a way to let Lusandra and I tell you what's right for you, which we cannot do. So this again is a time when I want you to take a deep breath, utilize that box breath, breath, meet your future self, and really understand from your gut, from your heart, the best way for this to unfold in your year. Maybe you're the kind of person who can jump all in and do this, or maybe you need some like loving kindness and mindset around the finances, and you want to have a goal that you could add the first thing in in six months, all right? There is literally no right or wrong way. We're here 100% to support you. But I just want you to acknowledge that as you're putting this on your wall, because otherwise, your calendar can become a list of shoulds. And we don't want it to become a list of shoulds. I want it to become this view of what you've decided with what you've agreed with yourself is your next version of yourself. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like how Danielle's um, word abundance, when I first heard of the concept of creating a, a word for your year, abundance, like I couldn't even, like it didn't fit. It didn't fit that year. And so all these dates might not fit quite yet. And that's totally, totally okay. All right? Um, you may just want to create a budget first, right? So, and that's great. 
So, and we have an episode that we'll link to in the show notes on creating a budget. That might be the step that you take at least for the first quarter. So really decide what your next step is and see this over time. See this unfolding over time and making life just so much easier. All right. I will see you for tomorrow's gift. I hope you loved this. Bye.